and the Week of Steel, with an extra E for entertainment, continues right here on AwesomePodcast.com. This week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I'm your host, Kev, and this is a show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. And first of all, I'm going to apologize if I sound like I'm constantly out of breath during this episode. Uh, as those of you that know, I do the show out of uh, what we call the Shedio. And it, in July, it's a really bad idea to be in a eight by eight room with everything closed up uh, and the sun beating on it all day and tons of computers running in the background. Such a bad idea. I digress, though. Uh, this week we're talking to, uh, you know, a, a person who is part of like a common theme of Everything is Awesome, and that's part, you know, uh, I don't want to necessarily say tabletop, even though most of our storytellers are, sta- are tabletop, but like a, a storyteller or a, you know, a, a part of a storytelling mechanism. Um, I have binge listened to uh, probably uh, almost, I think, half of what they have available uh, so far. Uh, And just like every other uh, storyteller we talk to, um, this is a very good um, listen. Uh, If you're a fan of tabletop, if you're a fan of podcasting in general, uh, A Quest for Magic and Steel is the show to listen to. And better yet, and this is, it's, I have yet to talk to a local, uh, uh, podcaster in the same studio yet but somewhat local to us please welcome to the show fellow philadelphian podcaster david Steele. thanks for coming on the show man hey thanks for having me that was hard to sit through i i wanted to jump in and say <laughs> yeah it's uh I, I never do i really like there's no explicit rule that the guest can't jump in while i'm doing the intro but no guest has jumped in quite yet that i can recall uh <laughs> We've only had one show where we haven't kicked off with me. So the basis of this show kind of stems from Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman, uh, the original incarnation of that, where he sat down and talked to people who worked on Batman. Uh, And he always gave long winded interview uh, intros rather. And um, that's kind of what I like. A lot of long form interview shows kind of just start the interview off. Uh, like without anyone really doing anything, like it's just a straight, straight talk. And yeah. then they cut like a pre-intro. I tend to do an intro, a pre-intro later. <laughs> and, uh, and just like, I like to talk a lot basically is what happens. I can't uh, I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, but you know what I love when, and we'll see what happens with this episode, but a lot of times, uh, especially guys like you who, who play D and D or, or whatever tabletop game, right. uh, they tend to match me in talking, uh, because it's just kind of the nature of, of that mechanism or that game or whatever, that hobby. Right. Right. Big Gabby, Gabby mouse and hams. Yeah. And so, and and what's great, uh, and we'll talk about this later at some point in the show, but let's, I want to get it out now in case, uh, this does split up in two episodes. Um, you know, as I mentioned in, in that little intro is that, uh, you're a local guy to me and and I'm in the suburbs. I'm in Levittown. Right. Um, but you know, in the greater Philadelphia area, you know, we're, we're part of the same community of podcasters and, uh, in about, I, I don't know when this is exactly dropping, uh, but within the next week or two, uh, from when this airs, we'll both be at the Philadelphia podcast festival. We got to talk about that a little bit. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Oh yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that maybe more in depth later, but yeah, uh, I think you're you're what uh, August twentieth, right? Yeah, I'll be at a, Amalgam uh, Comics, and you're going to be at Tattooed Mom, right? Yes, I'm going to be at Tattooed Mom August twenty first. So you can see both shows and and not have a conflict of interest. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you got what time are you guys on 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 uh, eight twenty? Four p.m. on Saturday the twentieth. 
4 p.m. We're on uh, on on Sunday the 21st, 2 p.m. Um, and uh, you know what I love? I love that uh, you guys follow um, Party of One, uh, and Jeff Stormer and I are, are you know we've we I've been on his podcast. He's been on mine. We, we've talked here and there. Uh, so I'm really excited to go check out uh, uh, Saturday's events because it's it's going to be a lot of tabletop, a lot a lot of nerd at, at least. Yeah, yeah, that's cool too because um, I think I did hear about him on your show. And that's how I went and checked out his show. That's kind of neat how that works. Oh, that's great. I love that. I love because because um, when I another good friend of mine that I've met through podcasting is uh, the guy who was um, at this point on about a month ago. Uh, but for you and I, his last episode dropped today uh, or yesterday dropped yesterday. Uh, and that's Jason Ashley from Too Cool for Tabletop. Right. Uh, and I he was on Party of One and that's how I found out about him. And that's the show I heard about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah two uh, outside both those guys are great uh I, you know personally and like in what they do like i love that one shot format and that's what originally turned me on to not um not only jeff but to jason because he started off too cool for tabletop doing one shot adventures and then it turned into a campaign uh which i've grown to like that's kind of my, like the only one shot podcast I listen to now is Jeff. Everything else right. is more like your show and like Jason's show where it's campaign oriented Ball format. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, the, the, the benefit of that is you, you can fall in love with the characters. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so let's get into, um, let's start off with your origin. Uh, and I, so, so, and it's, it's weird cause I don't know where to start with you because mm-hmm. usually when I'm talking to a tabletop guy, they're the DM or, or, or whatever, but you kind of play host of the podcast right. yet you're a player instead of, um, instead of the DM. So, uh, is your, is, is your thing more like podcasting broadcasting and you got into D and D later, or have you been a, a tabletop fan for life? Awesome. Okay. So I'm going to remember that word origin, but before I get too far, I have to do this. I've been holding this in all day long. You ready? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Everything is awesome. <laughs> Everything is cool when you're part of a team. <laughs> I always there think of go. that when I hear your show. Yeah. Well, and of course that is, I, I stole that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a great it, move. It's, it's a great yeah, movie. It is. It is a great movie. And so the original concept for this show was something stupid like Crude Humor Studios Presents, right. uh, which is our production company. And it was going to be me focusing on podcasting. And I think I came up with this idea like two years ago uh, or probably three years ago at this point. And there was I just thought to myself, nah, you know, I there's no way I can pull in podcasters to keep this show going beyond maybe four episodes mm. so i need to broaden my horizons and 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 something with that movie and and just kind of including everything like down to like eventually i would love to have my buddy that lives down south on the show just because i think we could have an inf- interesting conversation about southern culture i was like uh, everything is kind of awesome let's go with that route let's snag that from the movie and and Originally, I was planning on doing live shows with with that song uh, kicking on at the end of my uh, initial intro. But uh, I, me and my buddy who I, without spoiling anything, and I've already made this reveal, we're going to have like I'm going to have like a kind of a co-host uh, for the live version of the show. Uh, and we the, at the Philly pod. Yes. Oh yeah, the Philly pot, and you know what? And I and I'm going on uh, July 25th. So if you're listening to this now, in the past, I've gone and checked out uh, Tattooed Mom to to see what it's like because um, I I used to wrestle, so I come from like a showmanship background. But looking at pictures of past podcast fest and Tattooed Mom, I think I'm way overthinking this process. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. But yeah, let's get back to. Um, Let's get back to you. Yeah. And yeah after that nice long. rendition. It's a cool spot. It's a cool spot. I, I went there, I guess, in the, I don't know, they had a get together. That's where I first yes. met these guys. Yeah, I know. I, and I th- that was something where I I have two kids. And so weekends are usually reserved for like family time. No doubt. Uh, and uh, we do, a, especially in the summer because my fiance is a teacher, so she's off. So usually, you know, she spreads some stuff out during the week, but 
we pack a lot in on the weekend because a I'm off and B she needs to like get away from just having kids around her all sure. day long. Sure. No doubt. So, um, but yeah, uh, I, I told her, I was like, listen, uh, at least that first weekend and, uh, in August or that first podcast festival weekend in August, it's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in the city a lot. Cool. So, but, um, yeah, so let's, um, let's chat about your origin. All yeah. right. Yeah. So I, um, I thought about this too, because it's, it could be a long story or a short and sweet. So I'm kind of, I, I think I'll just kind of give you the basic long story. Um, uh, yeah, I have five kids myself, so we'll, but we'll back up. Oh. <laughs> They're all older, so it's a little different scenario okay. I guess, than what you got going on. I got a four and a half year old and a two year old. Yeah, right. So I, I know those days. My my youngest is fifteen. So oh uh, wow. Yeah, my my kids are a little older right now. I would not think that if if you listen, just listening to you, yeah, uh, on on both your podcast and now, if you said I have a hey, five kids, I'd say what that's got to be a lot of twins or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or B, and B, like I would say, maybe at most, like uh, my I would say maybe eight or nine. Yes. Wow. Nunu popped out the kids pretty quickly when he was younger. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's so. What's that? What's uh, what's to deviate as we do on this show? Okay. What's it like to to uh, live? Is it hectic having five kids? No. It's gotta be. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. It's not because they're uh, they they were they're real well-raised kids, you know, and, uh, they're real close in age. Um, most of them are about a year apart. Uh, we kind of okay. had them quickly. Uh, the oldest is like 22 and then 21 and then the next one, 17. Yeah. So, and, and well, plus four girls are the oldest. So that, that oh. makes it easier too, I guess. And then really? this is a boy. Yeah. So I feel like if, if my oldest was a girl, I would have lost my shit. <laughs> Um, but it, wow, it's, it's been cool. Yeah, it, I guess it matters for everybody. There's different scenarios for you know, boy first or girl first. Yeah. But now nah, it's uh, it's awesome. Like my oldest, she's like we call her the little mommy. Uh, she just took up the role and you know was like the little mommy basically as the other ones were growing up. And oh wow, uh, it was cool. It was neat. It was neat seeing them. And they grew up close. You know, the first two were real that's close good. in age. They're close. The next two are close in age. So it's it's neat. It was a, it was a good. Uh, yeah, that's kind of our game plan. Is is we had these two. W- that are relatively close to one another. Uh, and then we're waiting purposely to, uh, you know, be able to afford life. Uh, yeah. and, and then we kind of want to have two more that are about, you know, a year to two and a half years apart from one another. Uh, so that like, they basically always have a little play buddy and, and we don't always have to be their focus. Yeah. Yeah. And it does work out that way. So it's cool. It's, it's neat. That's- oh yeah. Now that my, yeah. Now that my daughter's like a kid and like, wants to play and stuff, you know, every now and then they still want to just be with either me or, or with my fiance, but they like, we can easily say, just go play with your brother or sister. And like, they do it. And like, we can get shit done around the house now. <laughs> no doubt. I remember, I remember when they were younger too, we had the uh, Barney was big. And, uh, I remember, man, my, my first two, they, they love Barney. They'd sit in front of that Barney watching him for hours. On that. I, uh, I feel bad for you because thank God, uh, we, the worst I've had, I have it is my daughter likes Caillou. Uh, uh, uh I wouldn't let him watch that one. That's oh, see, my, my line, like I, uh, they one time I think they saw on the on Netflix the picture of Barney and my son was like, "What's that?" I'm like, "That's a bad show. Ah. Like, <laughs> we're not gonna watch that." Like, I, and now what's great about him? He's at the age where like I can be like, "You see Batman? The cart like it's a cartoon Batman. We can watch that if you want." Ah. I mean, so like him and I, like, we can watch shows that I actually enjoy with him now. Right. Uh, and then my daughter kind of gets the shitty end of the stick because usually if she's awake, he's awake and. Uh, he will, will let, usually let him trump because she really doesn't have a say. But <laughs> every she, now and then she does, and it's Caillou. Oh man, yeah, the Caillou, the, the little whiner. I'm like, no, my yeah, kids hate him. <laughs> like, that's Ew. what. That's what everyone said. I don't know why my daughter loves him, but he, she does, and she's not necessarily a whiner. She's a she's she's a special kind of girl. She's. Uh, she's well, a, she's, <laughs> she has a strong personality. Mm-hmm. Like I can, mm-hmm. I can foresee, um, <laughs> I, I can see us butting heads a lot. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, and you know what? Here's one of these conversations that I love. I I had no idea that you had you had kids, and um, I love. I've had a few conversations that have. I think one of them got lost to a, a bad file. But um, you know, uh, these conversations where uh, you know, we just talk parenthood. I actually kind of dig that. That's that's how I know I'm getting older. You know, is is right. that I dig talking about parenthood. Anyway. Yeah, it's funny too. It's it's when you if you think about parenthood too, like you tell people, you know, before they have kids what it's like in the world. It's yeah. but and they're like, oh yeah, they, they try to empathize, but or empathize, uh, but you can't yeah. you can't really until you have kids. It changes yeah. your whole world, your oh, whole yeah. And and I was that guy, um, probably about uh uh four or five uh we'll say probably five, six years ago, where I said, I'll wait until I'm in my mid to late thirties to have kids because like I really only want one and you know, I don't want to deal with kids. I wasn't really a fan of kids. And then oopsie, the first one happens and uh yeah, I fell in love instantly. Like as soon as like we we saw like saw the heartbeat or heard the heartbeat or whatever. Like from that moment forward, I was like, dude, I want it. Like I love kids. Like yeah. I want to have as many kids yeah. as possible. Right. And that that quickly turned into four. Like is my limit. I think. You know, bearing anything out, bearing something that happens in the future where where the next two are super easy. But uh, yeah, I I. I I am. I'm, I just turned 32. I, I, the date of this recording, yesterday, I turned 32. Oh, happy birthday! So, thank you, thank you. Um, and uh, uh, so, like, it's it's. I'm I'm so glad that I had the kids when I did because, like, I can only imagine starting out three years from now, uh, and I'd be I would just be dead. Like, I'd be tired all the time. Like I, I, I'm, I tired now because of them. I can only imagine being older. Right, right, right. Yeah. So uh, origin story time. Okay. <laughs> to get back yeah. on track. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So, um, I've always been a ham. I guess that's, that's where it all starts. Uh, was in choir in high school and, uh, musicals was in a few different bands. Um, started like, a. I went to school in the eighties, uh, late eighties, got into dancing as well. Did some, uh, break dancing, hip hop, you know, uh, popping and locking stuff. So it kind of had a well-rounded, uh, life coming up, got into martial arts, um, when I was 14. So, uh, just a ham, just love being out there doing things and, uh, love the theater. So, uh, had kids worked a lot, um, kind of pushing it forward, uh, Got into DJing as well, so I had an audio background. Um, coming from the bands, I had like a big PA system, and mm-hmm. friends and family would ask me to DJ. So, so I ended up going mobile, became a DJ, did that for many years, wedding DJ, parties. Um, so I had all that audio equipment, and then I got into um, doing voiceover. Uh, I, I ended up taking a course with... It's a, it's a cool, give them a name drop. It's Gravy for the Brain. Um, okay. Yelford. It was actually through, you know, Living Social or Groupon. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. One of those things I said it was a voiceover thing. I said, wow, you know what? I, I love doing voiceover. I'm a ham. I love being behind the mic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love hearing my own voice. <laughs> and uh, I, <laughs> I said, can feel me, that. Right? I said, uh, let, me, let me try this out. So I took the course, loved it. I told the wife, I said, you know what? That little closet down there with all those piles of clothes in it, I'm going to make that into a studio. So uh, that's what I did made a little studio uh for about a year did some voiceover work um there's some websites we can join pay for and then they kind of give you the jobs you get job listings and you can go and uh, audition found out about uh amazon owns audible um the yeah. narration so you can do book narration so i ended up doing that i said you know what i love reading i used to always read to the kids and do the voices so I said, well, wow. let me let me do that. So that's that was that progression. So I, I've narrated a few books uh, under my belt so far. I still have a couple that I'm working on right now currently. Uh, enjoy it. I just enjoy it. I have a passion for it. Uh, I love hearing the, the product. I love making yeah. things come to life. So that's kind of where my headset was. Uh, as far as the D&D podcast, to bring it to that, so... Uh, I travel a lot with my work. I'm always on the road. So I ended up, I, and I hate regular radio. Matter of fact, I heard you talking. It was cool. Listening to your show, hearing you talk about local radio stations, I've never heard because you're the only guy, I guess, local that I really listen to. Okay. You said like 104.5. I was like, hey, cool. I know that station. Yeah, like, That's yeah. right. He's local. <laughs> Isn't he? Uh, <laughs> that's great. That's, yeah. You know what? Aside from, uh, I think you're the first one I've actually talked to that's like, that's listened to my show ahead of the interview. Most guys, just like me, usually 
Um, D and D podcasts I tend to listen to up front because it, it's a storytelling aspect. Yeah. Other podcasts that aren't necessarily storytelling, they're just whatever. Like I sometimes I like to go into an interview cold turkey. For you, the most I did was listen to I guess eight episodes if you include the bonus episode where you guys talk about your characters. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, you know, I, I listened to that and that's just, I ran out of time to uh, listen to anything else. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, and I, I love, this is uh, finding these new podcasts through whether it be the Philadelphia podcasting society or, you know, Reddit or the podcast, um, groups on, on Facebook and Twitter and Potter and family and all that. Right. Um, I love finding all these new podcasts because usually it gives now I, it makes me fall behind on everything. But yeah. I, I, I always find a new podcast to kind of binge. And, uh, yeah. you know, you guys have been the most recent one. Uh, nice. Well, I'm happy yeah, to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know where that tangent came from. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I was always a huge fan of local radio, uh, but more so the talky stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I speaking of local radio. So I hate commercials. Hated them. Always hate them. I hate it's like a waste of my time and energy. And uh, I was always flipping stations. Yep. I ended up finding 88.5. Are you familiar with XPN? Oh, you know what? Recently, um, I've never listened to them, but uh, I think 25 o'clock has had a couple guys from there on. Man, XPN, they're out at their University of Pennsylvania is where their studios are. And they're I guess they're national, but um, they're public radio, basically. You know, they have a fundraiser a couple times a year, just like like uh, PBS um, stations. I love the station. There's a lot of uh, it's all it's all stuff that you don't hear on the regular radio. Singer singer songwriters, uh, eclectic music, a lot of local people up and coming. It's spectacular. They have a the World Cafe they do, which is like a live lunchtime yep, yep. thing. Uh, new music you hear, and there's a lot of times there's some junky radio on there. You know they play everything. You know from country to well, I mean they don't play classical, but country to um, hillbilly stuff to to R and B. It's just a big mix, uh, and I. I love that because I, I love I'm eclectic in that sense. I, I love all types of music yeah. so that that really hooks me. Um, what was I told? So, yeah. So so local stuff, music um, and being on the road, I ended up finding podcasts and I don't know how yeah. it first started. I was thinking about this, thinking you might ask about this. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know one of the first ones I listened to um, was the Joe Rogan experience. Um, okay. Love him. You know, three hour long shows. Oh, it's hard to. But traveling a lot, sometimes I would listen to a whole show. I mean, right through. Uh, love UFC, love fighting, uh, being in the martial arts. I love watching the fights. I don't, I don't hardly ever miss any of the big matches. And so I listen to his show, enjoy it. Um, he's a, a smart guy, got a lot of uh, cool stuff that he does. And I'm amazed that uh, I didn't know he was that well-rounded as far as his knowledge and, and, and his, his cool guests on there. So that's how I started with that. Then I'm searching. I'm like, oh, how's this stupid podcast thing work? I've always had an iPhone and I never knew about it. I'm like, oh, cool. These are free. Wow, this is neat. <laughs> so I started searching and um, ended up finding um, uh, D&D stuff. I don't know. I was looking for gaming. Oh, so I ended up finding one of the other first ones was a gaming one because I enjoy gaming as well. My kids are all into gaming. Uh, brought him up right, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, my my son, uh, I he uh, is shown some interest in that new Pokemon Go, uh, uh, which I I grew up like I kind of came up with Pokemon. Like I remember Pokemon uh, uh, Blue and Red. Gotta and, catch them all. Yep, yep, yep. And then and like and he'll every now and then want to watch the show on Netflix, right? Um, which I, you know, that doesn't really hold up for me. Like I watched it with him like, eh, there's a reason I watched this when I was a kid. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but the game, like when, when the, when the game original game boy games came available for the virtual console on uh game boy 3ds or whatever it's called. I instantly bought it. I played it for like a day, but like I bought it and played it. And then like, I downloaded the app on my phone when Pokemon go came out. Cause someone told me about it. I'm like, uh-huh. Pokemon, this now nah, this can't be good. And once I got through like the initial like server crashes and was able to actually sit there and play, it is totally a time waster, <laughs> but it is, you can get into it. And like, it's a game that like, I'll like when I can go for a walk with my son and play it, like it will be fun to do. I think that is kind of cool. Yeah. From what I hear yeah. people are out walking. Yeah. And you know, what's really good about it. And, and, and a lot of people have done the research for me cause I'm lazy. But like it seemingly is bringing a lot, not only bringing a lot of people together, but it's I've read at least two or three articles where kids with autism 
uh, who have trouble speaking to others, like are socializing and talking to other people while wow. they're playing this game. So like, it's, you know, a, a lot of uh, people are, are judging, you know, whether they're, you know, older teenagers or adults or whatever. And, and I can, uh, whatever, like I've been judged my whole life, yeah. you know, whether it be for comic books or wrestling or uh, Pokemon, like whatever, like you can judge me. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm at 32. I'm over it. Like I can, <laughs> I can deal over it. (laughs) Yeah. Like I can, I can, you can say it and I'll just, you know, whatever, toss it to the side. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the fact that like, you can see like, uh, like someone who for, you know, 20 years has been so antisocial or their autism affects them in whatever way, uh, it makes them come out of their shell and like brings tears to their parents' face because like they're doing something that they've never done before. Yeah. That's just such a wonderful story. Oh, and yeah. So, so tears, all, tears in your, uh, I'm such a pushover now, especially now I'm older. I'm like, yeah. I cry at a drop of a hat. Like I start oh, I'm hear a sad way. story. I'm like, <laughs> I, I cried at the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I, I'm a, in the last, uh, five years I've become a real crier right. and, uh, <laughs> and, you know those articles. Those articles don't necessarily bring tears to my eyes, but I can appreciate them. Uh, I need. I need to see. For me, I need to to visually see uh, the emotional uh, point. So whether it's a movie or even in real, like if it's a like honest to god like moment that I see, I'll I'll, I'll start crying. Yeah, and I'm like if I hear. Matter of fact, just like yesterday, I think, I forget what it was, but I'll hear a story uh, on the news or even a podcast I'm listening to, and if it touches me, and I, I can imagine put myself wow. there. Yes. That's the kind of like even reading books. I love reading and I could easily yes. just just become part of the, put myself there. And, and that's yeah. it was easy, easy for me to go into that world and just kind of imagine. And I would just ultimately the the empathy, you know, it was like I would feel it. It was like, oh, so I hear these stories in the news where I'm like, oh, I just start crying. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, what? now that you say that, like, at least with podcasts, there have been a couple podcasts that like there, there's been a really emotional story and it, right. and it brought me to tears. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, probably you a book. admit it. Uh, yeah, I won't admit it. I won't admit a uh, book brought me to tears, <laughs> <laughs> but some guy talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. My kids, I'm, I'm trying to, to show my kids the proper way through video games. I'm actually really excited for this, uh, that the Nintendo that they're re-releasing like the small yeah, mini Nintendo. That looks cool. I'm excited for that so that like I can hook that up and like, listen, you know, that Wii U we have that Xbox we have, you can't touch that anymore. Like this is what you're going to start out the way I started out. And by the (laughs) time they release the Super Nintendo, it will be you'll be ready to play the Super Nintendo and they'll eventually they'll eventually release it all. And and I'm going to teach my kid that 8 bit is the way to go. (laughs) because That's like I'm a sucker for 8 bit. Like if, if there's something that um. I'll I'll play an eight bit video game whether it's a re release or a brand new just like hey we're gonna design this retro I'll play that before any new game really uh, oh yeah yeah uh, like for like um, one of the most uh, I I say most recent and it's not recent but um Final Fantasy four After Years uh-huh. was released on uh, Wii I guess Wii Virtual Console or whatever a couple of years ago and like that was I I had that along with like whatever the new game was at the time Left for Dead maybe and i always opted to play final fantasy 4 uh after years because like it's a final fantasy is yeah. kind of like it's, it's, yeah it's final fantasy and 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 especially final fantasy 4 was like one of the first ones i ever played okay. um so like it had an i guess a, an emotional attachment too but uh yeah i i dig old school video games and i'd rather go back and play and i think that's because like now i don't have as much time to play so I don't want to play something overly complicated. Yeah, yeah, you're very selective and you like to jump in and just have yeah, enjoyment yeah. and move on. Some of my favorite and this probably goes with the storytelling thing, some of my favorite games are the Telltale games. Specifically oh, like heck yeah. the Walking Dead ones are so good. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I'm actually I I, I I've, I'm way behind. Well, not way behind. I'm behind like the Michonne series. I haven't played yet. Right. Um. I, but so I want to play that. But like the even the Back to the Future ones were good. Are they? Jurassic, I haven't played them yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's what sold me. Like I I don't think I played Walking Dead before I played Back to the Future. And um, I I bought Back to the Future and Jurassic Park at the same time. Uh, Jurassic Park is okay, 
but it's not like back to the future feels like a almost like back to the future four. Like it, it feels like it should be the sequel to the movie. Huh. Um, and it's, it's done really well. Uh, the kid that got, they got to the voice Marty McFly yeah. is so point on. Um, and eventually uh, Michael J. Fox comes in and plays like relatives of, of Marty oh, McFly. Cool. So they do bring him in, I think in like the last episode or two of the, of the series. Excellent. Um, but that's what sold me on Telltale. I'm like, this is like this is storytelling. Like the graphics aren't up to par to what some of these other games are. But I, I'm a storytelling guy, so as like as long as the story is good, I'll let things slip. Right. And I, it's probably it's de- it's probably better than The Walking Dead season two. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think anything really in that in that Telltale world touches Walking Dead season one. But um, it's it's probably the second best. Back to the Future is probably the second best thing they've done. I'll have I've to check it out. I, I've only played the uh, the Walking Dead one and two, and yeah. Tell, Telltale because I played their original stuff back in the day, and I remember liking the the cartoonish style of it. And yeah. um, I even forget the names of them. What the heck were they? Jake and it was like a rabbit. Yeah, Jake. That? Yeah, was, and I only I never played it when I was a kid, but I only know it because they they've done it since. Yeah, and I remember like, them being glitchy though. I didn't really get a lot of joy out of those. And the way they've done the their new, I guess uh, revamping, excellent. Yeah, real quality. And they also like they are in the same vein of like it reminds me of Monkey Islands and uh-huh. um, some of those classic Sierra Sierra games. Yeah, yeah, Sierra. Uh, yeah. So so I really like like they're my favorites. Like uh, even because they're not really games. Like it's literally you're pointing and clicking. Right. But they are you're driving the story along by doing yeah. You're in it's it. so much fun to play. I'd I'd rather play that than any kind of Call of Duty. Uh, or anything like any kind of Call of Duty is really the only per, first person shooter I play. Um, but I was yeah. going to say that's sacrilege. Watch it. <laughs> no, I'll say it. I, I will go on on record that the storytelling is so well done in those Telltale games that I would probably always pick that over, uh, you know, any kind of first person. Sure, shooter. sure. Especially especially you're a little older. You got kids. It definitely that, that's definitely more you know, up your alley at this point. Yeah, and I, I like I'm ho- like I have a ton of like Skyrim. I've played for a total of three uh, minutes. <laughs> I love Skyrim. It's, it's sitting in my to play pile, and I uh, like I ha- I have the Xbox One. I have like the only new system I don't have P- is PS4. Why I have them, I don't know. I literally play five minutes a month because <laughs> I if I'm not doing family stuff, I tend to opt towards doing this and, and putting a lot of time into podcasting and, right. you know, we're not really doing it right now, but like, I love, like, I want to be like, kind of, I, I want to be a Kevin Smith. Like I want to do uh, storytelling. I, I don't want to say writing or, or directing, but like telling stories right. in, in whatever medium. And, uh, so like I put a lot of time into that. Uh, so video games are like, you really like a once a month thing for me, are you, but I do. Are you thinking about making a, a separate podcast where you just sit down and tell some stories? Oh, dude, it's been the dream to do a radio play, yeah. uh, in, on a podcast. Yeah. That's been something I've been podcasting for 10 years since 06. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's shut up. Yep. Yep. I, uh, I, the first, I got into podcasting. So, okay. Um, the, I'll give the short version because uh, people on this that listen to the show know it already, but the short version is, uh, as a teenager in high school in the early two thousands, late nineties, uh, 94, one, uh, was, I don't know if you remember this, they did a thing where like, Hey, enter a contest to be a DJ. And I want to say it was 99. You mean YSP 94, like the rock. Yeah. Yeah. YSP. So this is going on 17 years ago, probably. Um, they, and it, and, and me and my buddy were like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's totally do it. And we never did it. Like we never made a mixtape or anything to send into them a demo or anything to be DJs. But uh, fast forward to seven years later in 06, um, so I, I was listening to, I think, Smodcast. It was, you know, for me, the only podcast I knew about at the time. Um, and I only knew about it because I was a Kevin Smith fan. And then uh, a buddy of mine was like, I think I, I was wrestling at the time too. And I, and I think like high school wrestling, what do you mean? No, like WWE wrestling. Like I used oh, to, wrestling. yeah. Like, oh, like wow. 
I started off in the backyard and we eventually got, got a license from the state of Pennsylvania and, and put on legit shows around, around the Levittown area. Good you. Yeah, it was, I, I, as I'm staring at my shadow, I have one of my masks hanging up. What was your I name? Actually, what was your name? Uh, so, okay. This is what, this is our connection. I was hoping this would come up. This is our <laughs> connection. Uh, man of steel. Come on. No, no, well, uh, that was a nickname in the backyard probably. Okay. Because I, as my character, hailed from the city of Steel, uh, and he was named Steel Tip. No. Yes. And and that's what you guys, when you guys first started posting the in the podcast society, and uh, and I kind of noticed we uh, when we started communicating on Twitter, like I just the name like started jumping out out at me more and more and more, and I was like. Cool. Oh my God, Steel! I was like, I have, I haven't gone, I haven't like used Steel Tip in forever. Like, <laughs> so and like, so my Twitter handle at hhwst is the original. My original podcast from ten years ago was Happy Hour with Steel Tip. Oh my God, Steel uh, Tip! Yes, and, and what was uh, the point with the tip? I'm, I'm scared to ask. <laughs> I it was it was not not that I wore, and this was dumb. I wore Steel Tip boots. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I bet your opponents like that. Oh, and eventually it turned into I was I would wear regular boots and and uh, like I got wrestling boots which are sitting next to me right now, and they just have silver tips now. Oh, how do they smell uh, sitting next to you right now? No, they're I uh, you know what I got them uh, and I probably only wore them for maybe four or five matches. Okay, um, before I broke my ankle and and kind of ouch. I, I yeah I I only wrestled one more time after I broke my ankle and uh, and have had the itch ever since oh sure uh so uh i'm i always threaten to get in shape and do it again one day but um it probably won't happen but yeah no uh and and like hearing about how you're like your i guess podcast network steel empire Uh uh, the empire yeah uh is that what it is steel empire yeah because your twitter's empire steel that's right yeah we couldn't get steel empire we had to switch it (laughs) yeah yeah so um and i was like oh my god like there's there's similarities i was like because i'm like my network for the when i so so in the course of me doing podcasting at one point like we had five to seven shows that were part of this network and it was the happy hour with steel tip network but we just called it hhwst.net radio network or podcast network or whatever and and uh, I was like, oh, my God, I love it. I love the steel. Like, it, it it's just good memories for me. Nice. Nice. Uh, how about speaking of wrestling? Did you see that movie, The Wrestler? Oh, yeah. Great, yeah. Right? It was great. Yeah. That's uh, I would. Have, uh, you know, uh, it's probably a top 15 movie for me. Yeah. Um, excellent movie. Yeah, it's but it is an excellent movie, uh, and I would say before all these awesome comic movie, uh, comic book movies that have yeah. come out, it was probably a top five movie yep, for yep, me at yep. some point. You know, another um, one, too, that jumps out, and that's, I don't know why, in that same genre, kind of uh, a, a creeper or sleeper, I mean, like movie that you really weren't sure about, wasn't a big blockbuster thing, was mm-hmm. um, Clint Eastwood's, one of his latest last ones, uh, Grand, Grand Torino or something. Did you see that? No, I did not see it, but oh. it was something I wanted. I did oh, want to see it. You have to see that. It's such a, oh, it's, I've watched it like 20 times. It's crazy good. Yeah, I, it, that, that was, when I saw it, I, it was one that I wanted to see. I don't know. Um, you see the previews; it doesn't look like anything. Yeah, but yeah, I ended yeah, up yeah. getting a getting a copy. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. I, it's crazy good, crazy good." Yeah, I um, yeah. These days, I always opt for the superhero movie. Though I'll tell you what. Oh, they've been great. Yeah, I mean, well, I haven't seen the Man of Steel. No, um, I saw Man of Steel. Unfortunately, uh, Batman versus Superman. I didn't see that, uh, which is hard for me to do because, like. You can't. I'm a huge Ben Affleck fan. So not only do you cast Ben Affleck as Batman, it's Batman. Like I'm a huge Batman fan. So they they just marketed that movie poorly, from what I hear, on uh, the 19th of July. So for uh, for people listening now, you've already watched it. For me, it will be in a couple days. I'll watch it. From what I've heard, the Blu-ray, the uh, the unrated one, is actually really good. They said they they added about 30 minutes or so of of added features. Let me stop and tell you though. Uh, I'm not like a I'm not a crazy fanatic about anything. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm kind of eclectic in in all of my um, passions. I love a lot of different things, but I don't get crazy about anything. Like some people get nuts about 
certain things like the superheroes. I love them all. I enjoy all the movies. I mean, some of the older ones are kind of crappily made. It's sad, but the newer ones have been great. And this this Batman versus Superman heard a lot of bad stuff about it. Oh, it sucked. It, I enjoyed it. I went to the theater. I had a great time. Ben, I thought did well. It, it, it was fun, entertaining. I mean, you could pick it apart, but I don't yeah. go for that reason. I go to be yeah. to to go into the world and enjoy the you know the fun of it. And it was it was an entertaining show, a movie. You know. So. Well, and and I I did hear that Ben was the best part of the movie. Um, and and, and absolutely, comic book movies are a hundred percent to like just have a good time there 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 there's some that stand out as 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 top tier amazing flicks yeah yeah where they go um, beyond just comic yeah. book here like I, to me one of the most recent ones and it's weird it, deadpool is one of those like i think that oh. that it, it transcended its genre yeah crazy yeah it was so cr- and I, I, my fear is deadpool 2 is gonna like just flop because i don't know if you can repeat that success but right uh, I, I just hope that as I think if the studio doesn't get in the way, I think Ryan Reynolds between Ryan Reynolds and Tim Miller, the director, I, I think they can pull it off. But if the studio gets in the way, it's going to fail. I think either way, um, it's it's never going to meet the first one. Oh, no. The first one just took you off your seat. You're like, whoa, whoa, what is this? This is crazy. This is awesome. The second it, one, it, it will be good, but it, it just, there's no way it could hit that same. No. I mean, it's. I know it's a good superhero movie when my fiance is like, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, and, and, and so far out of all of the superhero movies we've seen together, uh, there's two that she's really, really enjoyed. And that's Deadpool and first class, uh, X-Men first class. Okay. All the other, all the other ones to her are just silly, stupid movies. Which one uh, was first class? I forget. Th- oh, that was the, that was the first one with, um, uh, James McAvoy as Professor X and Fassbender as Magneto. Oh, yeah. Love him. Yeah, love him. Yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. And it was, it was really like it brought X-Men back to like, man, this is good. This is X-Men. This yeah. is really good. Um, and it was, you know, it was probably as good as the original X-Men, which to me, a lot of people say doesn't hold up, but like I've watched it recently and like to me it holds up. Like that was the first modern day comic book movie. Like I saw that movie I think it came out in 99 and I remember walking, I don't know how familiar you are with the burbs of Philly, but I remember walking to the Oxford Valley mall uh-huh. uh, and watching that movie 10 times. Like I, 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 wow. I would walk there. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, and that's what, like days of future past, which wasn't as good as first class, but that, that movie was special to me because it brought back Patrick Stewart and yeah, uh, and all of them, uh, Ian McKellen and just all the original X-Men came back. And, uh, it was just such a, it, it was it, the only moment in comic book movie history thus far that has been greater for me is, uh, civil war. Um, and, and the short story, because I've told this already is that, uh, I gave up comics in high school. Like most people usually do. Well, at least back then you did. Uh, and, uh, in my early twenties, I picked up a comic book and, and two of the first comics I started reading in my early twenties was the walking dead and Marvel and Marvel has doing to me, what was radically new, a huge crossover event had no idea that it was going to be an, a yearly thing, but at the time it was civil war. And like to the point where like I fell in love with captain America, like I, I never liked captain America before. Right. Uh, and I got his, like that storyline made me get a captain America shield tattoo on my arm. Oh uh, yeah. Like, I, and, admitted. Yeah. Like I, I, I mean, he had to die for me to appreciate him, <laughs> but I, I, you know, Ed Brubacker just, uh, was a genius writer, uh, and, and develop, you know, when he created the winter soldier, uh, which to me is one of the best comic book, uh, villains and heroes or anti-heroes or whatever that, that in our modern day, um, and uh, yeah, help yeah. Me out because I'm only familiar with the movie. Is it okay. accurate? The Winter Soldier, like in the yeah, they did a pretty good job with it. Like they 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 are treating him pretty good uh, to to the comic book. Um, the Civil War movie was not as good as the original Civil War storyline from about ten years ago, um, but that's because you also don't like X Men were part of that comic book. Marvel doesn't have the rights to X Men, so ah, okay. So so you can't do it. It's true justice, but. Um, where I, if you've seen the winter soldier movie, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so Civil War, have you seen Civil War? Yes. Yeah. To me, Civil War is the best Avengers movie to date, but not the best Captain America movie. Winter Soldier is the best Captain America movie to date. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. And probably the best Marvel movie. Uh it's just it's not a it's not a comic book movie. It's it's just a really well done. Yeah. That's one of the ones that that stand out on its own. It's just a really well done movie that happens to star a guy in a costume. You know what one of the, one of the the ones that left me with an impression. I don't know why, but I think it was the Iron Man three. It was. I think yeah. that's the one. It was kind of an emotional. Yeah. I don't know why I remember feeling like wow, it really touched me personally. I thought it was a little more humanized. I guess. Yeah. Um, it, well, uh, he's out of the suit the whole movie. Almost. Yeah, maybe like, that's what it, it was. Yeah, it, it's um, it definitely is. That's that's a top tier one in my opinion. Um, have you seen Daredevil, or the the Netflix series? Series? Uh, no, uh, I, the only thing I saw was the Ben Affleck movie. I haven't watched. Uh, it. I, you know, well, I'm turned off by a lot of the TV shows. I've watched a few superhero shows, and I'm just like, ah, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm like turned off. I, I would, uh, if you have Netflix, watch Daredevil. Yeah. It is, I think, uh, Daredevil season one to date is the best Marvel produced product out there. Wow. That's heavy um, praise. It is. It's, You're going to back that up? I, I'm backing it up. Um, I, right. I, I, I'm sure you can find some flaws with it, but it is, it's just so, so good. And, and you start off watching it and, like he's spoilers. He's not in the costume for most of the series, yeah. but they make it work. Like it is so good. It, it's there. Season one to me, I don't think had, it, it had maybe out of 13 episodes, one, not so great episode, but even that not so great episode was good. Sure. Um, and, and in season two, um, not as good as season one, but the Punisher stuff, Oh God! Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh my God! It's and, and that's not spoiling anything for season one or, or or anything, but they brought the Punisher back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the Daredevil te- television show. Cool. Uh, it's the the Netflix stuff. Um, even uh, uh, Jessica Jones, even that's good. It's not. And actually, and I'll say this: I think. Um, well, now I'll say Kilgrave, which who is the villain in Jessica Jones, is the second best villain in the Marvel Cinematic History. Um, Dropping a lot of a lot of big things uh, yeah. here. Well, well, and I I would have said We're best. Break this down. I I would have said best villain before um, Civil War, but I think um, uh, Baron whatever Baron Zemo uh, in uh, in Civil War, uh, I, the way they treated that villain is like you actually felt like you actually know why you understand why he did what he did. Right. Right. Uh, like and, you almost and, feel bad for him. Yeah, exactly. And I think he, for that reason, I think he's probably the best villain Marvel's produced. Yeah, but I, I got to tell you, it, it, as far as the civil war movie, I got really frustrated during the movie. I, I, I became too engrossed with the reality of it. Like the storyline, I was like, getting mad because i'm like just tell them it's like there should have been no civil war it's like just stop sit down have a cup of coffee and explain <laughs> what you're doing and then there won't be any issues everybody will back up yeah, each other yeah. you know but then there'll be no movie yeah yeah that that's uh i think a lot of it i, I would say save for probably winter soldier there's a lot of the comic book movies where there's you can easily explain away the movie yeah. with one plot line that you could throw in there and it explains it away yeah but I, no i think that villain was just really well thought out oh, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and, and and you feel for him and I, i'm a sucker for a villain that like you feel for like i love that in storytelling and again um, it becomes an empathy you know you can almost yeah. put yourself in that situation hey if that was me in that experience maybe maybe i would do yeah. the same thing i i i that's exactly the thing i was like i would probably i i, I would I don't know if I would do the same thing, but I would definitely feel that way. You can see it. Absolutely. Yeah. You can see where he's coming from. But but the Jessica Jones villain, Killigrave, played by David Tennant, uh, the great David Tennant. Oh, yeah. uh, He he did the Doctor Who, right? David Tennant? Yes. yes, I remember him from uh, the Harry Potter series. Yeah. And you know what? I I watched the Harry Potter series, did not remember him from Harry Potter when I watched- I, You're I not got a into, fan of Harry Potter then, if you don't remember him. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm a, I like, I, I, here's the, okay, 
Harry Potter, I'll go back and rewatch one day. Lord of the Rings, never watching again. Not that it makes a bad movie. I'm just never watching Lord of the Rings again. Yeah, it's it's one of those epic things where you really don't have to go back and watch it. Yeah, it's not like a replayable thing. I agree. I understand that. No, Harry Potter to me is something that like I can at least movie three on, I can definitely foresee myself watching that da- sitting down and watching on my own again. Yeah. And you'll uh, get more stuff out of it too. The more you yeah, watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, no, I was first introduced to David Tennant through, uh, through Dr. Who. And, and I'm a, a relatively new, uh, who fan. Like I started, it took me like almost a year to get into it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it, it talked to me. It took me a year to get into the series uh, that they, they, they brought back in 05. I started watching it, whatever the first year Matt Smith took over. Uh, and yeah, when you start me, watching any Doctor Who, you're like, what? I, the first the first episode with Chris Eccleston. I was like, what is this? This is boring. Like, I don't yeah. I don't understand it. And it took me till the second time. I And I eventually got into Doctor Who. Yeah, it's got to grow the, on you for sure. And then the second time I watched the, uh, it's not the pilot, but the first episode with, with Chris, um, I was, uh, I, I was like, this is a good episode. Like I get it now. Like I understand why this is a good episode. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, uh, tenant, I'm a huge fan of, and he, um, he, uh, he kills it in, uh, in Jessica Jones. Like he, his villain, I think uh, is is the second best villain in Marvel cinematic history at this point. Wow, high praise, uh, high praise. Yep, high praise. And I, I will back. I, I I defy you to find me a a villain. The only villain you'll find better than him, I think, is um, is Baron Zemo. Uh, and, and you, I will allow an argument for Wilson Fisk and Daredevil, <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I I don't think. Um, I I, th- I think that's just uh you know on the fence kind of deal. Like I think you could go either way with those two, cool. but in my opinion, um, Kilgrave wins it, and uh, I will back up that Daredevil season one is the best produced Marvel stuff. Uh, and and I have not seen Ant Man, and I've heard that's really good. TV show uh, or the or the movie? The movie Ant Man. I have not seen Ant Man uh, with Paul Rudd. Yeah, that's one of those things too. Like I didn't go to the theater to see that. I'm like, eh, Ant Man. Who cares about Ant Man? I remember him in the cartoons. Like he, yeah. nobody cares about Ant Man. And then the movie was actually really entertaining. I watched it at home. I was like, ah, it's pretty damn good. And and he sold me a ticket to watch it uh, in Civil War. Oh, I'm like, please, he's great in that. Yeah, yeah. I think he's what him and Spider Man. I think. Oh my steal god! The show. Don't get me started on Spidey Kid. Ah, oh, best spectacular. fucking Spider Man that we've had. Yo, old school. I mean, I remember watching the cartoon. Yeah. I mean, I'm old enough to yeah. know. Yeah, the, yeah, the 90s old cartoon. School, young Peter Parker. I yeah. was like, you know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he, he, he. So so t- McGuire was a good Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh. Andrew Garfield. Yep. Andrew Garfield was a good Spider-Man. Like he had that like wit. Like for me, I well, and I'm assuming you're talking about the '90s cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so for me, that's Spider-Man. When I read a Spider-Man comic book, that's the voice I hear. That's the that's the um, the wit I hear when I read it. Right. Uh, and Andrew Garfield brought that to Spider-Man. Uh, but he was a piss poor Peter Parker. Totally. Uh, what, what's Tom? Tom Holland is the kid's name. I, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. But the kid that's. I know. I think his first name's Tom. Tommy, the kid playing Spider Man now, fantastic. Oh, yeah. He is got it all, uh, and the fact that he could interact with the MCU now makes him that much better. Like that scene with him and Robert Downey Jr. Hey, wait, back up. Interact with the MCU. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wow, I see that's over my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of acronyms <laughs> in comic books. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. I am a. You know what's funny is like I, I. So so I'm a nerd compared to to you based oh, off please. that. Absolutely. But but like there's I I consider myself a a pop culture nerd. Uh-huh. Like I, I know a lot of things, but I I don't know them all really well. Uh-huh. Like so so like there's I forget who I was talking to. Uh, I was talking to I I I what is he, jack of all trade, master of none? Yeah, yep, exactly. That's how I am with pop culture, like right. and and all this nerdy stuff. Like I I know a little bit about everything, but I'm not really like I don't know the deep history and everything. But but I, I like Spider Man is like he embodies that '90s cartoon. The, yeah, the new no I hope they hurry up. I, I'm sure they've already started production on the first oh, film, but they, they got to hurry up and while he's young, you know, get a bunch out. Well. 
And what's messed up? I thought he was literally a fifteen-year-old kid. He's twenty. He's yeah. he's twenty. Yeah, well, he can so, play it though. He can play it. All. But yeah, like uh, the other guys didn't look like they were teenagers nah, playing. No but way. Yeah, they do that. I want to see three movies with this kid looking oh, like a yeah. teenager. Aunt May. Like, oh, she's great. Oh God, yeah, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May is great. And I just every every movie that has Spider-Man in it needs to have. Tony Stark in it so that he can hit on Aunt May. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, yeah. Great. That was great. Uh that was probably uh the best stuff RDJ had in uh in in Civil War was his scenes with Listen to you with the with the acronyms RDJ. <laughs> I'm not I'm an acronym guy. Right, for it's, the fans that don't know. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. All right, thank you. <laughs> That'd be me listening to you driving, like, what the heck is he talking about? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I kind of always just assume people know the. I guess yeah, not. Right. I guess I shouldn't assume. Yeah, uh, and, and I shouldn't because uh, there's a, like the reason. What's the, is, what's the saying about assume? Uh, you make an ass out of you and me. That's right. Uh, you you what I one of the things that I love that Stan Lee has said uh, about comic books is like the reason that every comic book kind of like retells uh, like in one page, the story of that character is because everyone's comic book is there. Like that's someone's first comic book. Right. And I've treated my, for 10 years that I've done a podcast, people called me an idiot for always saying, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Kev. And here's my co-host, whoever. Everyone's like, that's dumb. They, like, we're 100 episodes in. They know who we are. Yeah, but what, what about the new listeners? Totally. There's a new listener. And I was just thinking that, too. I need to remember that, too. And there's a couple of my intro things I kind of need to be aware of that. Yeah, somebody could just – and when people check out a new show, they're usually just playing your most recent one. Yeah. Especially yeah. for yeah. my kind of show that's episodic, that makes a whole yeah. another world well, that I have to deal with. And like, so if someone's checking out this, this episode today as, as, as their first episode, they can totally do that um, without having to jump around yep. too much. There's maybe a few things that I've dropped that, that they have to, Oh, you know what? I'm going to go back and listen to the, this episode to get that background yeah. knowledge. But like in, in what you do and, and other D and D podcasts, like Typically, unless you're a one shot podcast, you, you need for me, like I need to start at episode one. I can't start I like when I downloaded your first. The, obviously, the first episode that downloaded was your most recent episode. But like I need to go back. Oh, yeah. You'll get lost. Characters yeah. talking about places. You're like, what the heck? Yeah, like it, it's I ha- and I guess that's kind of the like if if. Uh, maybe maybe a podcast audience in this in this day and age is smart enough to know that from like serial for instance like serial right. really popularized like the episodic podcast um but uh you know I, I, my comic book days is like yeah you kind of need to start you need to st- maybe not for comic books not episode or issue 1 but you need to start at a point that's not in the middle of its run to like get background knowledge yeah, and and that's totally like you guys are in, luckily, like you're still in season one. So like, it's not a hard thing to go back and listen to all, I think you're up to episode 13 or 14 now. Right. Go on. So you don't, yeah, you don't, you, so it's, it's easy to go back and listen to And definitely anyone, uh, you know, as we run out this first hour, uh, if you haven't listened to a quest for magic and steel, do it, but start with episode one, the pilot episode, because, um, you'll be lost without it. Yeah, yeah. And you can actually, too, we're on like everything. I've uploaded to everything, you know, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, um, Spreaker, like we're everywhere. And um, yeah, yeah, just search for Magic and Steel. You can find it. And on our website, too, you can find it. Um, Just magicandsteel.com. Don't forget the last E for entertainment. (laughs) I like it. That's good, dude. (laughs) I love it. Um, And I will say that... uh, I think it was your episode. Was it episode? Two? It was episode maybe three that had like the bad your mixer went or something. Yeah, we actually we the first three episodes, and I write that in our show notes a little bit. Yeah. And it was that we started when I started it. I've it's the first time I've ever going back to our how we started yeah. the origins of our show. Um, I first time doing a group thing like that with a big mixer. I have I've had mixers when I DJed, but never in a big room and miking yeah. everybody. So it was my first time doing that. Uh, and then 
hearing about it and reading about it and studying about it versus live action doing it. So um, I bought one long strip channel, mic channel. I didn't have a lot of control with it. Um, didn't like that. Then went out and bought a, another used one, a Yamaha mixer. Didn't like the way it sounded in the recording. Ended up the third one going out and getting a Behringer, uh, not Behringer, yeah, Behringer. Um, yeah. Getting a big mixer with like six channel mics, a whole bunch of extra junk that I can grow into. And yeah, so there's definitely some uh, changes there you can hear. Yeah, and and I, I want to say it was whatever the, the last one before the good mixer came into play. Like that's the one where like you just have to kind of work through it because there's... Uh, and this is just a, a, a criti- uh, yeah, uh, not negative at all. No, go for it's, it. it, it. But it's it, I, I want to say you're the voice that's like loud, and everyone else is quiet. So you just have to kind of like, and I'm telling this to people that haven't listened to your your show yet, like kind of bear through that episode. Yep, yep. Because episode yeah, real bad. After that, like this, everything gets back to normal, and and. And this goes to my rule of like, I have a three episode rule when it comes to TV and I kind of apply it to podcasting as well is, is you got to get me hooked in three episodes. Um, and, and then I'm yours, I'm yours for, for life. <laughs> and, uh, you guys did it, uh, in that, that third episode where it was, where crystal clear, it was, uh, it was, I was hooked. I was like, all right, I, I can listen without having to like full, like play the problem with episode two. The only problem yeah. content's great. The only problem is like, I have to concentrate on lowering my volume and upping my volume, lowering yeah. my volume. Up. And I'm actually going to, I'm, it's really frustrating because I'm kind of an audiophile too. And it really bugs me when I, when I get to the editing, editing process yeah. and actually number six, I don't like you either because we ended up being short a mic. I had to use my condenser mic out of my studio uh, and it, you can hear my voice is real muffled and kind of funky. Uh, Oh. Six, at, whereas yeah, two is real bad because you can't even hear Amara's my daughter, and she's the DM that runs the game. Oh, well, okay, okay, okay. Volume's real low. Wow. Okay, so this is a family dynamic. This is a family oh, podcast. We didn't even get into that. Yeah, we have to go back. All right, super friends, we're gonna cut the show right here. Uh, I was gonna go an extra couple minutes because this interview ended up being about two and a half hours long, so I, w- I wanted to split it up right in the half, uh, but. The the cliffhanger of me finding out that a quest for magic and steel uh, is a family podcast, a family D and D session. Uh, it just it's such a good cliffhanger. It blew my mind when I f- found out in this interview. Um, and as we dis- you know we discussed it on the prequel episode to this that we aired on uh, Monday with Amara. Hope I got it right this time. Um, and, uh, you know, discussing it, you know, we're about to continue discussing it. You're going to hear it. Uh, some things got in the way. This is coming out on Thursday instead of Wednesday, uh, which means I'm going to push off uh, part two of our conversation with Dave to Saturday. So that means, uh, you know, you can listen to this at your leisure and listen to part two on Saturday. But uh, and you'll hear the full conversation about. Uh, that how that dynamic happened with um, the podcast and the and the tabletop came turning into a family event and and that um, as I mentioned before I think with uh, in episode twenty six you know that was the defining moment for that podcast for me that is when um, it went from just like another D and D podcast I was listening to to something special. Um, it's, it's little things like that, that when people do some sort of unique twist to a podcast or, or even if it's something in editing or something in, um, just in the process of recording that I pick up on, like it's those things that make your podcast better. And this, it was simple as dropping the little note that, yeah, it's my family, my family playing D and D and recording it like that, as you heard, uh, it hit me in a way, and um, it, it really changed the way I looked at that show. And 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 uh, I'm excited for you guys to listen to the rest of our conversation, where we kind of go into that uh, process. We go into some other cool things for like the next hour, hour and a half or so. Um, but that will be out on Saturday, uh, August thirteenth. Um, for your listening pleasure. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the week of steel right here on everything is awesome. Um, later today, and this is one of the main reasons I'm also delaying uh, part two is I'm going to be releasing a, um, special podcast. It's going to be our first annual, um, 
podcast that remembers Robin Williams. So that will be available later this afternoon uh, for your listening pleasure as well. Uh, and I, I'll give apologies on that one as well. But apologies to, uh, uh, and I don't know who I was talking to from podcast about nothing, but apologies to them. They were we were supposed to get together and, and do this um, Robin Williams, uh, you know, annual special, and uh, just my schedule got way crazy and I couldn't do it. Um, so we are going to have a podcast about nothing on our show for sure. Um, hopefully he'll be want to be on the show after me forgetting to reschedule our Robin Williams special. Um, and this one is just going to be a solo podcast with me and we'll have, you know, it will improve as time goes on. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, anyway, thanks for listening and being part of, uh, the week of steel right here on everything is awesome. Make sure you come check out, uh, their podcast on, uh, magic and Uh, they're on Twitter at empire steel. They're on Facebook. Just search steel empire. Um, they are going to be part of the Philadelphia podcast festival, the fourth annual one right here in the good old city, the great old city of Philadelphia. They will be performing live on Saturday, August 20th at 3 PM at amalgam comics, uh, on Frankfurt in Philly. Uh, a small note to that, I mentioned in the beginning of this episode that Party of One would be right on right before them, and that was an early schedule that I got that has since changed. Uh, Jeff Stormer and the Party of One podcast will be on Friday night, uh, August 19th at 6 p.m. at the very same comic book store. Uh, so go check that out if you can. Check out A Quest for Magic and Steel uh, live at the Philadelphia Podcast Fest. For more information on the Philadelphia Podcast Fest, go to phillypodfest.com, uh, and we'll catch you in a couple days right here, only on awesomepodcast.com.